0: together. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 48 and we are going to read just one verse there. Verse 10. Isaiah 48 and verse number 10. I want you to read it disturbing everybody but yourself. Are you ready to read? Oh, I said, are you ready to read? All right. Ready? Let's read. No, no, no. You're reading like a Sunday service. Let's read it like a Wednesday congregation. Ready? Go. I have refined you. I have not I have Hallelujah. You read it to me. Let me read it to you. Behold, I have refined you. <clears throat> not as silver, I have tested you in the fairness of affliction. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter number 2, verse 20 and 21. 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 21. Bible says, But in a great house they are not ves- not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if any one cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Hallelujah. We've been talking about how God tests our faith. Last week it went pear-shaped. I am praying that this week will be better. Hallelujah. Okay. But he says that he has tried us in the fairness of affliction. In, in case you're wondering what the fairness is, the fairness is, uh, I'm sure we all know what fairness is, isn't it? Fire that is the, the, the uh, blacksmith uses. You know, it's fire like an oven which is, which is burning. At a very, very high degree, um, Celsius, so that it can bend the metal in order for the metal to be able to bend. Are you with me? And he's saying that I have tried you in the fairness of affliction. Re- remember the story I told you about how the, the story about the, the, the man who was making a, a, was it gold, silver, he was making silver. And then he puts the silver in the fire and then he takes it back and processes it and then pushes it back into the silver, into the fire. And then he will process it and then he will push it again and he will process it. He stopped only at the point where when he looked at the silver, he could see his reflection. That was when the silversmith decided that the silver was now ready. Are you with me? Which means that when God is... Okay, so that's fairness. I have a very powerful um, image department, isn't it? So you see, when God takes a man and pushes him in the fire, he breaks him out to look. And then he looks and processes the man again and pushes him back in. And he breaks him out again and he will look and process it, and push him back, back in there again, and you look and process it, and you keep pushing the man into the fairness of affliction until when he breaks him out, he sees his reflection. When the man looks like him in the face of affliction, then God knows that I have tried you and you are ready. Amen. You see, God will use a man... But whilst using the man, he will allow trials to come. Because the man is not perfect. That's why the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 5, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse kinds of affliction. Is it? No, three, sorry, three. Two and three. Here. Count it all joy when you fall into uh, diverse t- trials. Diverse trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience and let patience have its perfect work. That is what I meant by processing. Because if you are not patient, you push you back in the fire. Have you ever driven and then somebody cut you and you got very, you know, road rich? As soon as you finish howling and everything and you move a little bit, he will push you back in there again. Somebody will cross you again. Because you haven't passed the patience test. And as soon as you move again, the uh, long traffic that you never expected will be waiting for you. Because he wants to see whether you be entire. Whether you be entire wanting nothing. Because God is not interested in the afflictions per se. God is not interested in your your trial per se. How many are interested in your, when you're going through your trial, you think that nobody cares. And it's like, why can't God see that I'm suffering? Some of you, when you pray, nothing comes. All you do is cry. And you you expect God to know, can't you see that I'm crying here? But he's not interested in your affliction. I, I said that to make you quiet and think. Because what he's interested in is you. The processed you is what he's looking for. And the processed you can never ever come out unless you go through the fire. Silver will never ever be silver unless it goes through the furnace of affliction. Because when you dig silver out, when you dig gold out, it's a rock full of debt. And that product is not useful. Without fire. Hey, hey! It's too early in the morning to lose, lose my church. <laughs> it's too early in the day. Hey, are you here? Yeah, yeah. You see, he is interested in the process you, not the raw you. But you are interested in the raw you. And so when he touches you with fire, you feel that, why is God allowing these things to come at me? Why all this trouble? If I were a servant of God, why should I go through what I'm going through? But the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. Why? Because God is not necessarily interested in the afflictions of the righteous. He is interested in the righteous. And for you to become really righteous in His sight, you must go through the fairness of afflictions. Hello? Are you okay with me so far? How else would you know that He's a God that delivers if He's never delivered you before? How else would you know that he's a healer if you've never been sick before? How else would you know that he's a provider if you have never been in need before? So he's not interested in your need. But he's interested in you learning who he is through your need ah. you will hear many people give a testimony I found God when I went through. How many have heard that before? I found God when I went through. He wanted you to know him. Say God was never lost. Are you with me? you were the one who was lost. I don't know why people say that I found God. He was not the one who was lost. (laughs) It was you. You were the one who had gone astray. So he had to make you go through some things. To notice that he is there. Because you knew he was there, but you were playing the buffoonery. Oh, you don't get me. Are you getting me still? He, you were playing about buffoon, even though you knew he was dead. You didn't take him serious, so he had to really wake you up. How many learned how to pray when you were in trouble? Hey. <laughs> you see, you see, I am not God, but but there are some people I know that they never pray when they are, there's no problem. They forget to pray. They forget a lot of Christian things. When there is no trouble. But when the trouble comes, you see them. Every prayer meeting, they are there. Every fasting, they are there. Anything, they are, they are, they are there. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. They've never fasted. When they say fasting, they will tell the pastor how many, uh, uh, what do you call it, they've they've ever had. The ones that are imaginary and the ones that are real. But when they are in trouble, it doesn't matter what ulcer they have. DJ, DJ, DJ. They will just go. You know, I've had people come into my office, Pastor, 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 Pastor. And then they will suggest to me, Pastor, can we fast? When I called fasting, you didn't come. Now that you are in trouble, you said, Me and you should fast. Am well, I the one who is in trouble? <laughs> Afflictions has a way, you, you know, the, the Bible said it was good for me to have been afflicted. Today, I, I want us to have a healthy relationship with afflictions. Not necessarily because affliction is good. But to see affliction as God's source. Are you with me? You know... When gold, you know what the, the scripture we read, before, uh, the second scripture, 2 Timothy 2.20, he says that in a great house, there are not just vessels of gold and silver, but there is, they are vessels of wood and clay. And then he goes on some to honor, some to dishonor. All these four vessels that they talk about, what makes, sets them apart? Is the fire that is the only thing that sets them a- apart because when gold goes through fire it brightens it gets better when silver goes through fire it loses a little bit of shine but it's okay but when clay goes through fire it becomes brittle, it changes its composition, and when you touch it touches, it breaks. Wood will disappear in the fire. But all four are in the great house. Uh, I don't know whether I've got you. All four of them are in a great house. And you see, it's only the fire that sets them apart. All of us are Christians. We are in a great house. But what are you? Are you wood? Are you clay? You know, if I were to ask all the wood Christians to stand right now, I'm not sure I'll get one. They didn't come to the only one I'll get is probably a confused one. If I asked how many are clay, I'm sure sure I'll get. Because we all think that we are something. We are gold or we are silver. Until the affliction comes. That is when you will know. Really what you are made of. Amen. And sometimes you need to go through so that you can have a testimony. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You need to go through so that you will be a stronger Christian. You'll be, the Bible says you'll be entire, wanting nothing. Which means You'll be fully grounded. You'll be a full, a full vessel that he can rely on. Amen. So we, we talked about, I'm really dreading going there, but I have to. Six ways that God tests us, isn't it? Number one was what? Through difficulties. So, you see, when you are going through difficulties, don't curse God. Amen. I said, when you are going through difficulties, do not throw your valuables away. In the storm, Keep your valuables. What are your valuables? Your valuables are not your your money. They are not your, uh, what's it called, your clothes and your cars and all. No, 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 no. They are not those things. Your valuables are your faith. It's your faith. Your joy. The peace of God. In your life. Those are the valuable things. Your love for God. Prayer. When you're going through the storm, you see the storm, you see the, the Bible talks about when, when Paul uh, was in the, in the storm, the people were ejecting, they were putting, they were throwing out all the valuables to lighten the, 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 the load. But I'm, I'm trying to advise you that when the loads are being thrown away, please do not throw away valuables. Some of us, as soon as the first sign of affliction, the first thing you cut is God. Second you cut is church. till you are disappearing. You are becoming wood. Yeah. Because you are going, you you, are, you see, the wood is very big before the fire. But as it goes into the fire, it disappears. <laughs> it burns so quick, you, you see a lot of sparks. But I tell you, it's just gray. It's finished. Never ever throw your your love for God, your faith in God, prayer, the joy of the Lord. Some of us, when we are going through, we can't even worship anymore. You come to church and people are worshiping. You get angry. I don't want to pretend. I don't want to pretend. You have thrown your, 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 your strength. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. You have thrown your strength away. Because of some small fire, because what you don't realize is that the one leading a prison worship, the person's fire is twice your own, and they are dancing. And you, this small wood, I don't want to pretend, I don't want to pretend, I won't sing, you won't sing. Where is your strength? The Bible says that if your strength fails. In the time of adversity, then your strength was never there. It was too small. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Don't give Satan... You see, uh, 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 I don't know whether you, you, any of you like boxing. I, I like boxing. But boxing is not just the physicality alone. Boxing is also psychological. You know, when some people are beaten before they enter the ring. You know, when they are weighing, when they go to weigh, and they, they strip and they go and stand on the scale, that is when the, some of the fights are won and lost. Because uh, when the person comes, sometimes when the person comes, you know the guy is, is afraid. Sometimes somebody comes and says, quiet, quiet, quiet. quiet this guy, there's something very bad in his head. <laughs> <laughs> then when you enter the ring, you see everybody sizing each other when they give you a heavy knock, pam, and you start to dance, you confuse the opponent because that is his best. Best Did did, did I tell you about uh, uh, Muhammad Ali and uh, George Foreman? the rumble in the jungle? You know what happened. Ali went to Rope-a-dope. He went to hide but on the rope. And four man said, I've got this braggadocious person. I'm going to give him everything I've got. So four man gave the, his best shot. Boom, boom. And, and Ali was like, is that all you've got? You punch like a girl. You punch like a sissy. And the anger in him, he punched himself out. said, like, oh, give me some more. Give me some more. Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? He was and this guy is like here yeah, at the point he was tired. You see, Satan punches you and looks at you in the face to see how you are reacting. When they punch you and he comes, on the mountain, in the hey. this is not the one that just they just sat from work uh, this afternoon. Instead of going to cry, you are dancing in church. You reach home, your wife says that uh, listen, I don't think this is this marriage is working. <laughs> Immediately you are, uh, and you are dancing still, leading worship. The, hey. At the point, he becomes like George Foreman. And you see, Satan hasn't got too much time. So at the point, he has to move on. And the Bible says, and the state of Job at the end was much better than the beginning. See, when Satan finishes, he gives his best and he gets tired. He moves on. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes. Because Satan gets tired. You know why he gets tired? Because he said Satan is not everywhere like we think. God is everywhere. But Satan is at one place, specific place at a time. Are you with me? He has just a third of all the demons, all the angels God has. So they're, they're, even the demons are busy. Uh, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. Because now there are more people in the world than before. There are now seven billion people in the world. And the demons, a third drew a third. So Satan has one third. Just wanted with him. So he's very busy. Sometimes what we are going through is not demons. It's just you. They've just wound you up. And you are just, you know, we used to have those uh, toy, you wind the back, you know. Then it starts to move and starts to play the drums and then play the hi-hat and everything. And no, that's what happens. I said demons, demons. No, 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 no. You, We give him more credit than he deserves. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. He is waiting to see how you resist, how much resistance you've got inside of you. So difficulty is used by Satan and is used by God at the same time, because when they met, in Job one, six, when they met, he says, "Have you considered my servant Job?" Okay, difficulty. Okay, use difficulty. I want to test him. Satan also wants to test him. God wanted to test Job. Satan wanted to test Job. So they brought difficulty. But when Satan got to chapter 42, he said, Ah, from chapter 1. I've gone up to chapter 42. And this guy is still not losing his precious valuables. His faith in God never dies. He He says his confession never changes. Even his wife is uh, employed by Satan to try and, uh, 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 and engage the husband to lose her most, his most precious gift, which is his confession, his faith. Chapter 1, verse 21, though he slays me. See, no, chapter 1, verse 21, he said that the Lord has given, the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, can you say that after losing seven children in one day? And all your wealth, your houses, everything gone in one day. Hallelujah. So he uses difficulty. Am I helping somebody? Number two. He demands something. Test of obedience. Okay? Number three. The test of money. I'm going to resist it. Don't worry. I'm going to resist it today. <laughs> if you have been trustworthy in. If you haven't been. Uh, Luke 16 11, isn't it? If you haven't been trustworthy in unworthy wealth, mammon, who would give you true riches? True riches is not money. Amen. 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 Uh, You are setting a trap for me. I won't fall in. I will not fall in. I tell you today, I won't fall in. You are setting traps for me. True true riches, true riches are not money. All right? True riches are not money. Uh, I'm not going there. Lord, help me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. You understand, don't worry. Okay. Money is the only thing that God says, test me as I test you. In Malachi chapter 3, it says that test me. Try me in this if I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Incidentally, money was the only thing that Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. He never said you cannot serve God and Satan. He said you can never serve God and money. Hallelujah. Because you're either serving. Money or money serving you. That's all I'm going to say about money. Number four. (laughs) Number four. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Go and listen to the tape. Don't worry, next year I'll do a whole series on money. Yeah. Money needs understanding. Money needs understanding. Some some of us will give money too much respect. What you need is not to respect money, but to understand money. There yeah, are two things. And also understand that your income is not your wealth. Let me move on, let me move on, let me move on. You see, the Mississippi River, Mississippi River is one of the biggest man-made, one of the biggest rivers in the world, isn't it? The Mississippi is traced to three little sources. The source of the Mississippi, that big river, is three little like holes, three little holes. Out of which the water just come. Three little holes, they seep through, and that's the beginning of the Mississippi River. Wisdom. It's not how big your investment is, but how regular it is. Are you with me? It's not how big. Some of us are looking for big river to source. A big breakthrough. Before we realize that it can start the whole Mississippi. But we are not talking about that. Number four. God tests our faith through. Delays. Deuteronomy 8 2. I have overcome you. <laughs> Go ahead and read your geography. <laughs> Amen. Sorry? 8 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart. Whether you will keep his commandment or not. So sometimes God uses delay to see whether you this trouble has been with you all these years. You have prayed and prayed and fasted and prayed and fasted and prayed and fasted. And it looks as if it is not shifting. Do you know what it means to live in the desert for 40 years? But God was using the delay. Some of us are praying, Lord, give me a husband. Lord, give me a husband. Lord, give me a husband. Lord, And it looks as if it is delaying. So sometimes we manufacture a husband. (laughs) Say, Lord, if you are not going to do it, go and see somebody's husband. Then go and take somebody's husband. Then come, yeah, Lord, I've got him. Bless us and let us go. The the, the mystery of the will of God. See, the will of God doesn't mean that everything is hunky-dory. Sometimes the will of God looks like pain. It looks like delay. It looks like suffering. But that is still the will of God. On that prayer we pray, Lord, let your will be done. It's one of the most dangerous prayers to pray. If you really don't mean it, don't pray that prayer. Because the will of God. Let your will be done. Huh? That prayer, don't pray it if you don't mean it. When Jesus prayed that prayer, the next minute he was on the cross. (laughs) <laughs> but you see even though it looks painful it is better than being outside as well see I went with this, this charismatic Pentecostal preaching where anything good is blessing from God everything bad is from the devil Sometimes we give the devil a lot of kudos that he doesn't merit. Did you ever read in the Bible that everything that happened to God's servants were good things and no bad thing happened to them? So how come we have changed the gospel? And now everything that is a blessing or supposed blessing is from God. Everything that looks like Like a a challenge, a test, a trial is from Satan. I don't know where we got that gospel from. But that gospel is not the gospel of the Bible. God uses the good and the bad. He uses delay. He uses all that for our good. The Bible says that all things work together for our good. The bad, the ugly, and the good are all working for us. What we must understand is that at the end of the day, it will work out for us. But how it will work out, we are just going to trust him because we don't know. But we know he holds the key to tomorrow. So we are going to trust him. Am I talking to somebody? God has forsaken me. God has forsaken me. Wh- when did God forsake you? My prayer has been answered. you know what is in the future? Listen, I started a church. I started 11 churches. 11 churches. How many? Was it 11 or more? More than 11 churches. I had pastors that I had trained. The day... One day, one day, all of this was taken away from me. All of it was taken away from me. didn't mean that God had forsaken me. But it looked like that. And I had fellow pastors that were telling me that, look at you. We used to admire you. You were our, I, uh, the one we were looking at. Our papa, our idol, we were looking at. See how you are falling from grace. I was giving tracts in the city center. Somebody came. Look at how you are falling from grace. When you come, people gather from far and near to come and listen to you. Today mm-hmm. you are standing in the uh, in front of Saintsbury sharing tracts. Look at how the mighty have fallen. See, God's way of leading us, it is not straight. Sometimes you will be leaving, leading you like this, then you pass here. Then he's you like, you're going, then you pass here. Meanwhile, you're still going. But you see, at the end of the day, he still takes you forward. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So, it is not, a, you look at all my my, my colleagues, my mates, some, some, the, some of the ones I trained are bishops today. And now I'm pastor trying to gather a few sheep. Are you saying that that is not the will of God? Are you saying God has forsaken me? Ah, you, see, you see, now you're confused. <laughs> because our doctrine is such like that when you're on top, is blessing. But that doctrine is wrong. We are above only, never beneath. We shall win and not lose. Uh, You see how we have skewed our gospel? We have skewed the gospel. Are you serving God or are you serving men? Uh, The place is getting quiet. Let me move on. Luke 17:5 Luke 17:5 the bible says that lord increase our faith this is the these guys gathered the apostles gathered lord increase our faith then he said are you willing to pray that very sorry So the Lord said, if you have faith as a master seed, you can say to this this tree, be removed by your roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next thing is the next thing that God uses to try us is triumph. Success. Just as trouble is used by God, sometimes God uses success to try us. When you are promoted. In Deuteronomy 8, he told them is it 8 or so 28. Listen, be careful to remember when you have gone in and you have eaten and you are full and everything is working for you, be careful to remember the Lord your God. For it is he that has given you the power to make wealth. I think it's Deuteronomy 28, 8, 8. 11, never forget when you are full, when you are promoted. Beware that you forget not the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment. 818, that's what I'm looking for here, 818. When your goods are increased, your crops have yielded, When all those things have, no, 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 it's 16, go to 16. When you are fed, remember that he is he who has fed you. Hallelujah. It is he who has fed you. Don't think that your beauty is what made you get married. Don't think that your smartness is what got you the job. Don't think that you are so beautiful. That's why he chose you. Uh. Just remember God. Am I talking to somebody? Remember, in your promotion, never forget God. in your upliftment don't think that your smartness got you where you are so you then you become pompous you become i have succeeded now you make yourself so busy that you can't pray daniel served 3 consecutive conservative governments and yet he had time to pray 3 times a day there are some of us as soon as you get some small job I can't pray anymore. I can't go to church anymore. We are going for this meeting, that meeting we are going this day. now you are a big CEO so you don't have time for church. I've seen people who used to carry instruments to set up for church, sweep the, the place. all that. I've seen them come into the church nothing. And by the grace of God, they have risen. They have different cars parked outside. They have bigger houses. They have bigger families. They came single. I saw them when they came. Now they are big people. And now they can't carry the instruments anymore. They can't sweep their floor anymore because they have arrived. It, it's pathetic. I remember once I was setting up for service and I was carrying the, the box. And I was a pastor. I was carrying the box. One pastor ran from somewhere, came, hey, Chris, 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 put it down, put it down, put it down. I said, why? He said, put it down. You're not supposed to be carrying these type of things anymore. You are not a pastor. Leave it for. The small boys to come and carry. <laughs> that is why, me, I don't care, I'll play instruments. I will sweep. I will carry the chair. I will carry. Because, see, it is that that brought you promotion. Are you with me? If you are going to be promoted from here to the next level, it's the same carrying. When you stop carrying, you have stopped your promotion. When you stop sweeping, your promotion is finished. It's sad that the thing that has brought you promotion, now that you are promoted, you stop doing it. Have you forgotten I'm a pastor? Today, that guy who said that, he doesn't he doesn't even go to church. Yeah. That guy who told me, put it down, put it down. Today, he doesn't even go to church. That, if I mention him, most of you know him, so I'll mention him. He doesn't, if I told you that he was a pastor, you won't believe it. He's a very, very famous guy now. He doesn't even go to church as we speak. You are a pastor. You are a kind uh, speaker. Please. Don't let any promotion get into your head. I've seen people, you know, when you the day they promote them and make them pastor, they can't learn from the past person who promoted them anymore. Oh, I've seen it happen. Now when you are teaching, they are looking at you like that. Uh you should have added this verse. This this verse would have made the care the, 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 the point clearer. When they came, you ask them where is Ezekiel? They don't is it in the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mm. Number six, last one. Last one. The twenty-five I'll dash it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> not next week. Okay. I'll list the 25. Then we'll talk about it later in the year. Is that okay? Number six. No. You
1: want to know where the
0: whole... You have your questions. You can ask questions after. Okay, I'm finished tragedy. Here, you. The next one is tragedy. Tragedy. Sometimes a sudden death, a sudden mishap, a sudden loss can hit you where you didn't expect. Where is God in all this? Why me? Why not you? Many become hardened, turning far away from God and the church because of tragedy. You see, when when you are squeezed, when a sponge is squeezed, what comes out of the sponge was already in the sponge before the squeezing, isn't it? He says sometimes God will send a squeeze just to see what's inside of you, because as we are sitting, we can't. We, you yourself don't know what is inside of you that's why david said try me check me let me know what is inside of me hallelujah am i talking to somebody yeah amen job 13:15 says that but job 13:15 quickly he slays me, this is his attitude, yet I will trust him. How do you trust somebody who is slaying you? Um, Denzel, come. Quickly, come. Come, come. I want to ask you a question. Come, quickly. Okay, Denzel, has your daddy beaten you before? He hasn't beaten you before. And you cried. He's not ready to. Okay, let me use you. Has your dad beaten you before? And you cried. Huh? Is it true? Your dad looks like an angel. Did he beat you for you? Yeah. Huh? Did he beat you? Yeah. What did you do? I didn't put the cream on myself. You didn't put the cream on yourself. So he beat you. Daddy must hate you. Huh? No. No? Why no?
2: He's just doing the best for me.
0: Did you hear that? You see, a child has that attitude. When they are beaten by daddy, they don't hate daddy because daddy beat me. I don't know whether you've ever had that where you beat the person and the person crying and comes to hug you harder. That is a childlike faith. Because they they, they 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 are aware you are the one that inflicted the pain on them. But they know that you are the same person who console them. I, 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 are you getting what I'm saying? But when you become an adult, Don't and then that same person smacks you, can, can you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, because it, it, it's a very childlike thing that as soon as mommy or daddy smacks me and I'm crying, I run to the same person. Jesus said that unless you be converted and become like a child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Because a child has these qualities. Though he slays me, yet I trust him. Though I have been afflicted with pain by this same daddy or mommy, that is the one I go to. Hello? Okay. I have finished. So, micro, microphone. Let's ask questions and go. I have 20 reasons why God allows trials to come our way. Number one, trials help our perseverance. Number two, I don't know. Simples. There is no reason why God allows trials to come. It's not that we think too much. The answer is that... I don't know. There's no logical reason. He just made you go through. For our thoughts are not his thoughts, neither our ways his ways. As far as the heavens are from the earth, that is how his ways are from our ways. Questions? Do you have any question? Yeah. So long as it's not money <laughs> related, you can ask. Uh, go on. Okay. Ask, ask question.
2: So the the test of money.
0: But oh. <laughs> Sam, time, if it was anybody who did it, I didn't expect you to be the one. <laughs> go on. Go on. Go on.
2: Okay,
0: Okay, go on.
2: So, the issue with money. Yes, I wanted to find out, you know, like, is it that as Christians, we are expecting, like, and uh, we are expecting God to favor us certain ways with respect to money? Because sometimes I ask myself that, ah, we no Christians are supposed to enjoy the blessings of God, but you see that other people in other faith that might not be what we dis- call, Christian, and we have the houses we were talking about. We have the luxury that we Christians we claim that is for our God.
0: Isaiah chapter one verse nineteen. <laughs> if we be what, willing and what, Obvious. we shall eat the good of the land. The land has some good in it. The problem with us is that we are not obedient, and we have confined the wisdom of God just to Genesis to Revelation, and not been able to apply His wisdom to the land. True wisdom is a house built, but understanding is it filled with good things. It didn't say through money. We are Christians. We are supposed to be the head and not the tail. The only problem we have as Christians is that we are not able to convert the wisdom to the land. You see, our prosperity is connected to the land. Are you with me? Anywhere the soul of your foot shall tread upon, I've given you that land. That land is supposed to bring you the blessings. How many of us know the rules and regulations of wealth in this land? How many of us in this room really know the taxation the taxation law the levels where your taxes rise to 30% the levels your taxes rise to 50% how many of us know in this room How can you avoid tax and not dodge ta- tax <coughs> Mm. let's go, move the next question. I've answered your question. <laughs> I think I've answered your
1: question. <laughs> oh No, no, go on. Go. Let, let, let me satisfy no, him. I, I, because, no, what he's saying is that do Christians just have the right to assume or have the attitude that And I'm saying I'm, no. Uh, I've answered it, the question by saying
0: that the application of the, of the land, word. of the word to the land is not Done. Something that we do. And that's how come it looks like the, the word doesn't work. Are you with me? The word works,
2: but the problem is us. It's not the word. Okay. So in principle, it, it means that the, the, the things that one will do to acquire the wealth or become successful or be able to get certain things, it's not limited to whether you've been a Christian or not. No, 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 no it's not. Anybody who is
0: obedient and willing will eat the good. It is said that then the righteous are willing and obedient; they will eat the land. <laughs> That's how come the smart people are always ahead. So Jesus said that go. The children of this world are wiser than the children of than than the children of God, isn't it? And he says that if you go to the ant and learn, you should go to them and learn. we don't take our time and teach it well. And when we teach it, it's not very applicable to the land. But our prosperity is always connected to the land. Anybody who is ever going to be prosperous or who has ever been prosperous, if you like, watch. You see that their prosperity is connected to land. Hmm. I'll leave it there. I don't want to go in. Anybody, any other question? Yes, one
2: more. <laughs> Oh, you don't you, talk about you raised price. issue about <laughs> students and buying properties, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you, you, at a point he said, "Oh, I'll prove to you," but you did not prove anything. Uh, the, the, I,
0: I, I think I, I have proved it, didn't I? Because somebody said, uh, "Somebody said they used six thousand to buy." As a deposit. Was it six thousand? Yeah. Six thousand as a deposit. And then I said that in three years, your money for McDonald's, you know those accidentals we buy, those convenience shop money we, we buy, we go, you are hungry, you pass Subway, you're hungry, you enter McDonald's, you are hungry, you go to KFC. That money every year, if you put it together, that's more than six thousand. So you see it is because you see, I, I don't care how, whether you're a student or whether you're you are unemployed or not. If you like, at the end of each year, look at how much money has passed through your Take your, your account from gen- January to December. Just, just do a very conscious analysis of the money that's in and out, in and out. You'll be amazed how much money you have that has passed through your hands. And how much money has gone away from you. And that money is always bigger than your income. It <laughs> <laughs> Try it. Rev, please, how can you avoid paying taxes and not dodging it? <coughs> and um, the Mississippi, you mentioned that constant flow yeah. should be the ultimate, something like that. Yeah. We're a bit philosophical if you can come Because down. I don't want to go into it. If I go into it, I'll get, I'll get lost. The Bible says look for it for me. I think it's uh, uh, Genesis 8. It says that, and Abraham was rich in silver, in cattle, in silver, and gold. Genesis 8 1 or 2. Abraham was rich in silver and cattle. And in gold, is it Abraham? Uh, Genesis six, Genesis eight, or Genesis six? One of them. Sorry. Sorry. Read it. Thirteen two. Abraham was very rich in what? Like cattle. You know Abraham's job. He was, just, he was a cattle rarer. Ask yourself, where did the silver come from? Where did the gold come from? See, most of us, all we have is our, our vocation. I'm a lawyer, and that's it. I am a, a journalist, and that's it. I am a, a teacher, and that's it. You can never ever be rich by your vocation or what you employed as. And never ever be rich by it. See, your income is only supposed to be used to create other incomes. Your income is a seed. It is never a harvest. Your salary is never is your seed. So the people who are You've been working for eight years, and eight years you have chopped all your salary. <laughs> your harvest is in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm going to set you a, a, a tax. Every year, you must put an amount of money outside to open a stream. It doesn't matter how big the stream is, or how small the stream is. Every year, at the end of the year, you must invest in something. That generates income every month. See, when I talk about house, you are thinking about a three bed, four bedroom house, five bedroom house. No, you can buy a one bedroom house. That's about 20,000. Oh yeah, you can get a house 20,000. If you go here, Bradford, and get a house 25,000, 26,000 in Bradford, one bedroom, two bedroom house, you buy it and rent it out. You won't get much. You get 200 pounds a month. 200 pounds a month is extra income. Are you with me? It's like the drop on the Mississippi River. Just leave it there. Don't touch that money. Just leave it. Some of us. As you are going, somebody just blesses you. You didn't, you didn't expect. Somebody just gave, gave you 500 pounds. Or the, the tax man just said, uh, refund. refund. Yes. 500. Yeah, shopping. shopping. No. Shopping. All you need, all you need, that 500 can buy shares. Shares. At the, that's another stream. It's not a lot by stream, nevertheless. When my father died and we went through his things, there's a, a, a company called Farm Milk. When we looked at the shares my father bought in Farm Milk and we quantified it, he could buy more than two houses. Because what he did and what my I, I, I taught my wife for us to do, he buys the shares, and leaves it. So every dividend is converted into a share. Every dividend becomes a share. Leave it for 15, 20, 25 years and go and check. And all you may have put there at the beginning is like 500 pounds. See, wealth is not just... Somebody gave me a a watch. Uh, what's it called? Uh, World Cup. Ninety. Know, ninety-seven. Was it Germany, The Germany World Cup when was it? No, no. The no, no. Germany's the American. The American. The one in the heat. Nineteen ninety. Somebody gave me a watch. Was a gift. And I've kept it. One day I took it. For it to be valued, and I was surprised at the value. Hey, Someone has given you the weight. wear. You are walking around. You don't know what the what it is, and how much it will be worth in after nineteen ninety four to now is how many years? Twenty four years. It's a stream. that 25,000 house in 15 years, if you want to sell the house, it will be worth about 60 or 70,000. That's aside the 200 or 150 you are collecting every month. Next question. Have I answered your question? So, the are so you open different streams. The, th- the 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 holes are streams. Are you? And uh, see, don't don't just think of it. You see, if you look if you look at rich people, rich people are very 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 particular and very deliberate. Rich person will invest in something, invest in something, invest in something. My father will buy a house and has never seen it before. He's bought it. When my father died, there were two houses he bought in Holland. Up to today, we haven't found it. Nobody knows. I had the papers. I don't know where those papers are. I, I put them. I had the papers. I don't know where they are. You see, that's how rich people think. They think investment. Poor people think spending. See, poverty is a mentality. So is wealth mentality. A rich man will see opportunities. Poor person sees enjoyment. I think I last
1: year no post office. sent everybody who lives in They were going to um um what do you call it? Put it on the stock market but then they have to give it to the whole of the country anybody and for most of us i'm sure we deleted that email or assumed it was spam but they were they did, they gave it for about I can't remember about 3 3 pounds or whatever but the day it went and everybody was supposed to there was a maximum you could buy i can't remember i think it was 200 shares whatever for every Brit- anybody who lives in britain you don't even have to be british as so long as you live And the day they uh, put it on the stock, that day, by the evening, the shares were about £10 or so. Literally, your £200 would have become on that day. And it was available, and it comes sometimes, Lloyd's, that's it, whatever. And there's no small amount. Do you understand? So even if you're a child and you're like, I have £100 or I have. You know, but it's just because, like Raven was just saying, that you have to be deliberate. If your mind is on it, you'll be interested. Because it will be on the news. It was on the news every seven o'clock. Did you hear it? It was on the news every time they were, you know, they were just pushing and then there was a deadline to be closed. But most people just thought this is totally irrelevant to me. Then they'll just send you an email and say, yes, you can buy. This is yours. You can. Because the rest was going to be taken by the Landing Stock Exchange, and then they will make the millions. But they were trying to give the whole country an opportunity, you know.
0: You see, that's, that's what I meant by the good of the land. There's a certain good that is in the land. But you've got to be connected to the land. You've got to be looking to see the good. Opportunities are everywhere. Time and chance happens to them all. See, the poor person says, I never got opportunity. But that's a lie. You got the opportunity. You never did, you didn't even see it.
1: I think another thing is for most people who even have a council house, you're entitled to buy it, but most people don't bother. And then others may come and take it from them. And that is like a great investment because you get it like 70% discount or 50% discount.
0: By the time you you buy it and you're ready to sell, you have half a million or a million pounds. And you only spent about 70000 to buy it. Any questions? Are we done? Okay. No, <laughs> I'm not doing this again. <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll do, we'll do a, a, a very... How many think is a good thing for us to do? we take our time. We'll take our time. Because God wants us to be, he says that he will give the rich, the, the, the wealth of the of the wicked, he's going to give it to us. Ask yourself, why is the wealth of the wicked not in the church? Because we have refused wisdom. In uh, Proverbs, is it Proverbs 3, it says that if you honor wisdom, wisdom will give you pleasant things. If you reject wisdom, But that wisdom is from God. It's not wisdom from the world. Amen. So we will take our time, go through the word. Everything is in the word. Amen. There was a guy, he wanted to talk. I'm sure one of these is, I'll get him here. One of these teachings, he bought 11 houses and two different businesses. After we went through that series. And he, was, he didn't even have a immigration. <laughs> <laughs> At my uh, birthday, he came. He wanted to talk, but they didn't give him the microphone. Stand to your feet.